1: I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo! Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. This just
2: me too. I'm so...
0: And the preview in this episode, we talked about what COVID-19 looks like in our country. We also talked about toilet paper and how people are freaking out. We talked about politics and we talked about WHO funding. Please listen and enjoy. Welcome to a Walk in the Park podcast. This is Babs and I am here with Riss and MB. Hello. We always have so much
1: to talk about. How are Hello. you doing? Hello. I am doing well. I'm just sitting down relaxing right now. It's a beautiful day out. But I'm shocked to hear that it's supposed to be raining all day tomorrow. It doesn't, there's not a cloud in the sky.
0: It's coming.
1: It's coming. That's that's how we like to roll in the GA. It's just (laughs) upsetting. I don't want to spend my Easter inside all day, but I guess I'm going to have to.
0: Uh, I think you'll have pockets, but it won't be anywhere near as nice and beautiful as today from what I've read. Yeah,
1: today was just a beautiful day. Did any of you guys get outside for a walk?
0: Yep. Yeah. Jonathan and I did. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I went out earlier. Do you walk around the the hood? To To the pool? pool. Okay. Okay. Were there a lot of people out there today? No, everything's closed. Okay. All right. What about you, Russ? Are you walking the hood? Are you heading over to the local public elementary school?
1: Uh, neither. Today I walked down by my girlfriend's house and then we found a trail up around her house and we took that trail. So it was it was it, in a different neighborhood and it's just nice. Uh, down on that road, there's a lot of, um, there's a horse farm. So there are horsies outside and it's just pretty. Hmm. Nature in your backyard. Yeah, ish ish it's just, it's it was a it's a beautiful day out and it's a beautiful day for a walk all righty so mb what are the latest
0: kind of covid related updates you have for us what's the word
2: the us overtook italy for the highest stuff toll according to john hopkins university
1: wow
0: depressing but not surprising correct since we are so much bigger than Italy as a population. That's true. Oh, Serenity now. All right, so we have that in the hopper, unfortunately. Yeah, and I I didn't get a
1: a hold of it, but there is a way you can check by zip code here in Georgia, how many cases there are Uh, by zip code, which I think is fascinating. And I think 30075, three zero zero seven five uh which is our zip code only had nine cases
0: so i saw that image um it was shared by a fulton county commissioner named bob ellis and it was just it was a graphic um and he said he couldn't get his hands like people were asking can i see a link and so he but he had provided this image and i don't Think he had anything additional to share, and it was Fulton County by zip code, as a four seven. And the last time I checked, this is not even publicly available on the Georgia Department of Public Health website. And so here's the thing, though: Roswell definitely has that zip code, is in the eleven to twenty five one. Okay. Um, there, I know they put all these colors and they're so similar, but there is one light, there is a lighter orange um, throughout the county and 30075, most of it is in like what we would consider orange, but there is actually a part. And I think it's the part that you and MB might be in, frankly, based on the lines that I'm seeing, you guys might be living in the part that has 26 to 50 people. Hmm. That sounds um,
1: more... That that sounds about right, I think. And that
0: my zip code, which isn't in this image even represented, but based off of the surrounding zip codes to mine, um, I'm in the same area that you guys are. Again, it's like there's these lines, you know, these light lines that aren't colored that I think represent the boundaries of the towns.
1: Gotcha. And so that's
0: why I'm saying I can see some of three zero zero seven five is in. The red mm-hmm. along with 30076. So I actually think, oh no, wait. Oh my God, this shows you my geography skills. No, you guys are fine. You're in the orange. That is, <laughs> I mean, you're in the 11 to 25. You're not in the 26 to 50. I might be in the 26 to 50. Cause I realize now I'm like, oh wait, that's West Roswell over there. And it must be east, cause heading towards me is east and the 30076 zip code, which is East Roswell, they, are, they have more, which doesn't mm. surprise me because that's where more of the apartments are, Yeah, I think. So. But anyway, yeah, it's really curious that they're not sharing this data. There are a couple of states um, that are doing by zip code. Florida is one of them. Illinois is one of them, and I think Wisconsin. Hmm. Might be one of them um, but yeah it's really i don 't know it's, it's a mess hmm. the the yeah.
1: inconsistent
0: the, the inconsistent methods and ways of sharing data, i think right personally, but um, yes, yeah. so anywho in Georgia, we have not done that much testing last I checked, we had done about somewhere between 50 and 55,000 tests. So that's pretty small. I mean, that's not even 1% of our population. There are about 11 million people here in Georgia. So 1.1 million would be 10%, 100,000 would be 1%. So we've tested about half a percent of Georgia's population. so bad. I mean, the country as a whole is doing horribly. They haven't even tested Nationwide, we haven't even tested 1% of the population. Right.
1: Well, we Which just is didn't just have ridiculous. any tests.
0: Yeah. I guess, but um, I'm just fascinated how they can be building these models off of such a small data sample.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true.
0: It's true. <laughs> um, it's true like, yeah. I mean, like New York City, they might have enough data that what we hear about them and their peak and stuff, that might be accurate. But, um, yeah, I'm really struggling to figure out the definition of peak in this coronavirus pandemic because they keep on making it sound to me like it's one day. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I feel like that's not how it it works. But, I mean, I'm just... And, you know, of course, across the country, they're saying, oh, well, it's rolling peaks, which makes sense because some states are just further ahead. But I mean, is a peak one day or is and is it only a peak if like it hits a number and then the next day it goes down? But then what if the next what if the next day it goes
1: up again? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make sense.
0: So I don't know if peak means you have to have like maybe a week or something of the numbers staying the same or going down, but it's depressing. It's depressing, but I guess we don't have to share with our listeners all of our depressing news. Right.
1: (laughs) Although if if you want, I can share some, uh, a funny article. I don't know if it's funny, but, um, it's from ABC news and it's wiped out of toilet paper. Here's why. (laughs) (laughs) What does the toilet paper have to do with a global pandemic? Nothing. Yet millions of people have been panicking about their household supply. Store shelves have been emptied. Amazon is often out of stock and social media is bursting with jokes and pleas for a roll or two. The good news is things are coming down, at least in the U S after a buying spree in mid March, but it's not yet clear when, if ever buying habits will get back to normal. Here's all you ever wanted to know about toilet paper during the pandemic. Um, and then it goes into the why, um, like why is toilet paper in short supply? One reason is because people are hoarding. That mm-hmm. does make sense. Um, what are some of the other reasons for the short shortages? Uh, toilet paper flows from paper mills to retail stores through a tight, efficient supply chain. Toilet paper is bulky and not very profitable, so retailers don't keep a lot of inventory on hand. Uh, Let's see, what else? Can't companies just make more toilet paper? The Big three U.S. toilet paper companies, Georgia Pacific, Procter & Gamble, and Kimberly Clark were already running their toilet paper plants 24 hours a day before the new coronavirus hit. That's the only way they can make a profit on such a low margin product. Um, And then can supplies be redirected to households instead of businesses that are now closed? No, commercial toilet paper uses a different kind of pulp and it's produced on different machines. Um, Yeah, so I was like, I just thought that was kind of funny reading through that article. Just wanted to give you guys the highlights.
0: That is super interesting, actually, because toilet paper is definitely um, a popular topic of conversation these
1: days. Yeah, I just, (laughs) and I had a feeling because I'm like, but why isn't it everything restocked? And I'm just thinking when people see it, they just buy as much as they can. And I'm like, but I, I don't know. I just think- Well, now stores very- have been
0: limiting though, the number. Of-
1: yeah.
0: Jonathan went to our local grocery store the other day, I think Thursday for the first time in a couple of weeks and they had toilet paper, but he was limited to you know one package. Right. He brought it home and I'm like, this package of toilet paper is very small. Like it has the <laughs> same number- It had, like, the number of rolls, and it was claiming they were double rolls, but I'm like, this is misleading, and so we had talked about it, and Jonathan had heard, um, or no, I researched it, because Jonathan's like, yeah, there's just not that many options, and one of the things I had read was that the toilet paper producers were maybe producing fewer types, so that they could just get more basic toilet paper. (laughs) Out and then of course like they make the rolls, but then they have the packaging, right? That it goes in. Right. So it's like if those people aren't making the packaging for it to go in, like I don't know that the toilet paper people make the plastic packaging that it comes in. Yeah. You know, so it just it could get all gunked up. And I had also heard that, you know, even before the coronavirus pandemic, toilet paper mill or toilet paper production is always going twenty four seven. it's not like they could just start like, oh, we only do it twice a week and now we can do it seven days a week and everybody gets more toilet paper. Right. But again, I just, well, my thing from the beginning was why are people wearing toilet paper for a respiratory disease? But I guess now that I look at some of the symptoms, I mean, I guess there might be some other gastrointestinal symptoms that people might get perhaps. No,
1: I think it's just that people think they're going to be spending more time at home, so they're going to need more toilet paper. Maybe. That would be my yes.
0: So, in the apocalypse, the first thing you'll hoard is toilet paper. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Maybe people have been watching too much Walking Dead and thinking of rubbing their butts with leaves.
1: <laughs> I... <laughs> Oh boy. Oh, my
0: goodness. All right. What else MB? What else is going on in the what else is going on in the world that we can share with people this day before Easter?
2: New York the New York governor is questioning the NYC's mayor's authority to close public schools.
0: Oh.
1: For the rest of the I, year. I just the saw the Blasio last night on uh Bill Maher and uh he didn't say anything that was of interest. He's just
0: adult. Mayor De Blasio. Yeah, he's no Governor Cuomo. Basically, is what you're saying.
1: Oh, not even close. There's been some. There's been some rumors that
2: that he keeps shutting down on whether he's going to run for president or not for president or be VP or not be VP.
1: Yeah,
0: I think all of that is just wild speculation. I mean, if they yeah. were talking about if for president, if they were talking about 2024, um, that would be interesting. But I wouldn't, I would not look forward to that because it would mean the Democrats didn't win the White House in 2020. Because otherwise, you know, we will we'll have an incumbent and we wouldn't need somebody to run against Biden. Although right. Biden may be a one term president just because he's so old. right. Um, And Biden has already said he's going to pick a woman, so he can't pick Cuomo as his VP
1: Mm. because
0: people will be pissed at him. Right. But but Stacey Abrams
2: would be honored to be his vice president. Hmm.
0: (sighs) I just find that so interesting. I don't know if all of our listeners know, but Stacey Abrams is a local Georgia politician who uh, unsuccessfully ran against the current governor. Brian Kemp, uh, to be the governor of Georgia, which she is not. Uh, her race did make her kind of a, a rising star in the Democratic Party. Um, I like Stacey because she's a 45-year-old law- lawyer. So, I like lawyers. <laughs> Do you? you no, know, I, I like them. And I, I think they're the ones that should be running the country. I think it should be a legal requirement that at least the president of the United States be a lawyer and uh, maybe the vice president too. But if you need to Well, I think
1: that it's a good qualification because then you understand the laws, even at the, even if you, even if you have a very, like being a doctor, have a very specific type of practice or a type of law, at least you, everyone has to still, pass the bar, everybody still has to understand certain aspects of all law.
0: Right, or they supposedly at least got that training and showed that they were qualified. Of course, I've heard over the past month that these whiny little three L's who are graduating this year are trying to get the American Bar Association to waive the bar exam and say, no, you guys don't have to take a bar exam. We'll just admit you to the practice. That's ridiculous. That's totally ridiculous. As a lawyer who has sat the bar in three states and is licensed in three states, I think any of those people that complain should be kicked out and not ever be allowed to take a bar exam. I mean, what Hmm. babies? What babies, I tell you. First of all, quarantine is not... um, doesn't really create a problem for holding yourself up and studying, right? So the quarantine should actually help you focus on your studies if you can't do anything else.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're
0: right. So, I mean, I do know, you know, that people pay money to do a bar review program where you get prepared to take the bar exam. And, you know, a lot of people do that in person. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's something that can obviously also just be done online. (coughs) So... What is that dry cough Chris? Do you have COVID-19?
1: Are you getting tested? I, I think I had it, to be honest with you. <gasps> when do you think you had it? I think I had it at the end of October. You think you had it before it was officially acknowledged in China? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I had it because I got sick then and I got sick in November. So I'm pretty convinced that I had something because I kept thinking, well, this is, it's not the flu. And it's not a like cold. It, it mm. was something in between. So I don't know. Hmm.
0: Interesting. I know. I was telling Jonathan, every time I have like a slight ache in my body or I <laughs> cough, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I caught COVID-19. Yep. Where did I get it? Who did I get it from? Since I haven't really seen anybody and coming up on four weeks. it's No, four right. weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah four, coming weeks. Up home,
0: like, four weeks. So, but we do order, I, I could be the person that proves that ordering food in is not safe.
2: <laughs> sure oh, we, yeah, right?
0: We order know, a lot. Trump at, and the World Health Organization. No, what, what's he doing now? Trump is
2: thinking about putting a hold on the World Health Organization.
0: Oh, the funding?
1: Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, he can't do that.
0: Well, and I've heard he's, of course, trying to blame the World Health Organization, saying they dropped the ball here, because he's always looking to place blame on other people and never accept any responsibility himself.
1: He's but. another one.
0: He He's another one. That's funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to... Um, touch base on before we say bye for now. We've, we've covered a little bit of the politics. We've covered a little bit of COVID-19. Does anybody have any Easter plans? I'm
2: having uh, we'll ham
0: to be tomorrow. home. Sorry, you we were both talking at the same time. I'm Michael, having go. Ham tomorrow. You are? You're having ham? Are you gonna watch church online? Yes, okay. i yes. Nice, nice. What about you, Riz? Well,
1: We are going to attempt to make homemade raviolis. Wow! Yep.
0: Pretty
1: pretty impressive. Yep. I will take pictures and send them out to everybody. Oh, now I'm hungry. Well, let's see. Next time we. This is. I'm making my sauce right now.
0: You guys froze again.
1: I'm making my sauce.
0: This is what happens when. All right, wait, say it all again, because you guys were frozen. Oh, Chris, you're making a lot of background noise
1: there. Oh, sorry.
0: I'll keep an update on the MLB
2: and their attempts to make the Grapefruit and Cactus Leagues.
0: Yes, and can you please also research, if you can find anything more recent than January, on the Red Sox? Astros, you know, have gotten in trouble, and now...
2: I'll see
0: if I have anything regarding the Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I knew that Alex Cora had gotten in trouble. And I knew people were making the link to the fact that he used to be on the Astros before he came to the Red Sox. So, yeah, I'm curious to hear about that. Um, But stripping somebody of a World Series title is pretty dramatic. So what I want to know is, so whoever the Astros beat in 2017, are they now retroactively the 2017 world series champs or is there just not one? That's a good I question. To, I want, that's what I want to know. So let's put what that is... in the follow-up.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what about you Riss? Uh Did we cut you off there? Is there something else you wanted to share?
1: No, I'm, I, this is a very informative uh, podcast today. It really
0: is, isn't it? We're just so informative. <laughs> Yeah, we are. (laughs) All right. Well, let's say bye for now, and we'll be back at a later time. That's true. And we're back. It's another review.
1: Hello, hello. Another hello. review. Hello, MB. How's it going? Hello. Hey, MB. How's it going? You good. What are you doing lately?
2: Cleaning my room.
1: Good for you. <laughs> are you getting a lot done? Does it look better? Yes. What are you doing? Are you like cleaning things out or are you just straightening it up?
2: I'm straightening it up.
1: Okay. Did your mom tell you to do that?
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, those moms. They're so pesky. I know.
0: I know. And uh, yeah, like we were saying, Goodwill around us is closing for the time being. Since their stores aren't open, they can't move any of their wares. And so they just don't have enough space to to take anything else. Right, right. I'm sure they'll be working overtime once things change. And the question is, will things change, as we were talking about uh, in our episode that everybody just heard there, you know, the COVID-19 data and what it all means. I've been obsessing about this data because I feel like we don't have the data we need to make informed decisions. And I kind of don't get this whole modeling being based on such small, perhaps not even completely accurate data. And of course, I'm not, you know, that's not my field of expertise. But
1: Well, you know, and and having said that, my thought is throughout this whole thing, I would just prefer enough transparency to just be honest and say, we don't, you know, we have so many sources of information, we have to check the data, we don't, you know, the news is spewing some things, and the CDC has more information. And this place has information. And it's just like, I I don't think they're doing a good job dispersing the information because I don't think that, like you said, I don't think it's correctly being sorted and compiled.
0: Well, today's AJC headline was uh, state data undercounts deaths. And I think that's an issue that every state around the country is addressing, but it said uh, that now Georgia is following the new death reporting guidelines from the CDC, and the CDC told states to count not just confirmed cases, but also probable cases based on the patient's symptom before death, exposure to people with confirmed COVID-19 diagnoses and other factors. And then today's Metro section headline, which this has been a problem, the different states have been focused on as well. Said drive up sites weren't collecting race data. So, you know, we don't have enough data because we don't have enough testing. And then, right, the testing we have, we're not getting data that's important to help figure out where our most vulnerable populations are. And so, I don't know. I mean, I know the CDC is trying its best, but. Perhaps they're understaffed. Like, MB, didn't you have an article that said something about the tests the CDC Yeah..: going on? Yeah, what was that about? They fear that the
2: they think of contamination slowed down the release of those tests.
0: Oh. Uh, so stuff that they were working on initially that they were producing and sending out was bad. Basically, yep. See, I mean, it's just stuff like that. It's a little discouraging. Um, yeah. So. But I'm it's sure.
1: but to be fair, I mean, like I said, if they were just honest and said, you know, we can't. It's too much information all at once, or we're having trouble compiling it. This is not the latest. There will be updated information. I think it would make it, it I, and I, maybe they can't because maybe they would freak people out, but the reality is I just think they don't know enough to be able right. to, to spew all of it. Because I mean, we're still getting information from China now that's finally, uh, I think it's come to light that that one lab in Wuhan, uh, really somebody just didn't take the necessary precaution of cleaning up that for themselves or whatever. And they wound up spreading that virus. I mean, well, that
0: is yeah, that is one of the theories that the U.S. intelligence community, among others, I think, is working on, whether it was actually the Wuhan wet market, uh, which for people who don't know, a wet market is simply just a place where you sell things like meat and fish, things that need to be killed or butchered, perhaps like I think Pike Place, I don't know if you would agree with this, M.B., but I think Pike Place in Seattle might be considered a wet market just because of the fish. It could be considered that. Yeah, I think people are maybe thinking wet markets are like this insidious thing because it's like, ooh, the Wuhan you know, wet market, but it's not like there's anything inherently evil about a wet market. But right. you know,
1: it, it is
0: interesting. I don't know... I don't know from an intelligence standpoint if it makes a difference whether the virus was spread from a uh, wet market or from a lab. I mean I from what I've seen these spy communities have indicated that uh, they don't think the virus was man-made so it's not like they think you know there were Chinese scientists in these labs like making this virus they're just saying they think they were studying it there possibly and right. like you said, you know, somebody somehow got contaminated and went out into the population. But when you right. think and that, that's still scary because one person goes out into one Chinese city and then all of a sudden it's all around the globe. Like that's mind-boggling to me.
1: Yeah. yeah, And and now the question becomes what that was, you know, because it's all a little overwhelming to think that that could happen but I guess that might very well be it because I don't think it came from the wet markets I don't I don't think so because there's they're tracing it back to that bat who is it horseshoe bat or something which is not indigenous to that particular area and it's it's like 900 kilometers from there whatever so oh, I
0: haven't heard that at all but I guess that would lend more Theory maybe to the lab studying it, then it exactly. just appearing. In but the... then
1: it also begs the question: Why are people studying these insidious diseases?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> it's like... perhaps for this exact reason. In case they get out, you want to have some type of uh, you know protocols in place or a vaccine. But yeah, right. it's like okay, did the did trying to prevent that actually cause it? Right.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. And so, but yeah, I'm there's lots wondering.
0: of questions. And I think, you know, the investigation of this pandemic, I think will go on for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I would just like consistent data. Like I think I told you guys earlier, I look at this website, worldometers.info. and mm-hmm. I look at it too. Yeah, I like it. And, you know, they earlier this week, they put out this, um, I'll say information sheet for lack of a better word, about the change in United States data and that you know their numbers were now gonna change be per the CDC guidelines and they would include confirmed and probable cases and deaths. But when I look at their website, they haven't added like another column for that. Everything's still just reported under total and so i wish that at least for the us and i realize they're providing world data so if other countries aren't doing this then each country would have its own template to display the data but i think it would help people to see you know here's the confirmed cases but here are the probable cases like the probable cases could possibly outnumber the confirmed cases by a pretty high denominator and if people right. saw that maybe they would stop protesting in the streets and blocking uh, healthcare providers access to the hospitals. (laughs) Right. Which is what I read or heard was happening in Michigan in particular. There are like other um, states that are protesting right now as well. But um, (sighs) yeah, it's just kind of frustrating. I think.
1: Yeah, but well, yeah, like you said, um, there's gonna be way more information about this eventually. Um, so we'll just have to wait. We'll have to wait. It's just that simple.
0: Yes, and another thing I wanted to follow up on, because we're all waiting for the day that toilet paper does not become, you know, the, the equivalent thing. of It's weight in gold. I know, right? So have well, you, either of you or both of you seen that Charmin commercial um it has the red bears the mom the dad and the yeah yeah the one yeah. that's like um my hiney's clean right <laughs> I'm <Charmin. laughs> so people are losing their minds about this commercial which they were before the pandemic too they think it's so inappropriate for like a number of reasons but i swear like last night or the night before i saw a new Charming commercial and i just thought it was so interesting it was First of all, not red bears, but blue bears, which of course we know this thing. I know, right? We well, know that's the how
1: they started out were with blue bears. Were blue
0: bears, yes. Yeah, so yeah. why did they change to the red bears? I hmm. don't know. But this blue bear commercial was hilarious because it was obviously such a COVID nineteen commercial because it was basically like, "Don't worry, Dad, I saved you toilet paper, and you don't have to use that much because it's Charmin, and less goes further, and less is more." Right. I was just laughing because, of course, some people are like, why is Charmin even advertising? They're like, you're just getting people worked up because you can't find Charmin in any stores. You say you're producing it. Where is it going? Right. And then apparently there was like this very inappropriate Charmin commercial where it was maybe a little bit um, X-rated. The bear was getting a little too happy with his toilet (laughs)
1: Well, well, I think for, yeah, first of all, those commercials don't need to be running right now. We know what toilet paper does where we're good. Um, yeah. But I think with the supply chain, I think they, the supply chain. we talked saying, about that. You we have plenty, that but I think it's, yeah, you know, I think it's just that there's not as many people working the supply chain. So I think that's what the problem is. So the really what we've got
0: to do is find the warehouse and go rate it is what you're saying basically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although oh my gosh.
1: i did hear some good news that the fda is now playing paying farmers to take uh get the um <clears throat> the food that would otherwise be wasted um not getting through the supply chains to the grocery stores and stuff um the fda is paying these farmers uh like, not subsidies, but they're going to pay them to make sure that those, and, and help them get that food to food banks, rather than see it get wasted, which I thought yeah, was really and that's cool. How,
0: I think we talked about in a previous episode, yeah, about the farmers were like, we're trying to, you know, get it to food banks and, you know, places that need it, but we can't afford to cover the cost of all this delivery. Right. Right. Um, yeah, that, who's that guy? I don't know if his show's on CNN or what network it's on. It's like this guy named Paul, and he does like this bizarre food show. I've never watched oh. it, but I heard him talking about this. Like, yeah, trying to get that. And what an interesting segue that your mind goes from toilet paper to food, because of to- toilet chain. paper is needed because of food.
1: Right. Right. <laughs>
0: oh my god all right well the last thing i want to say before we wrap up this review unless you guys have any other topics after this was i did see this article in the washington post um 11 most logical picks for uh joe biden's vice president and they were ranked and i'm not going to go through all 11 but i will say nothing much has changed from what we've discussed amy klobuchar was number two Um, on their list, and they said that the senator from Minnesota did Biden a major solid by dropping out of the race ahead of Super Tuesday and helping him win that state. She also earned strong reviews for her debate performances, and she has the kind of Midwestern appeal that could help in a state such as Michigan or Wisconsin. Her electoral history is pretty sterling. One drawback, though, is that she ran as a more pragmatic candidate in the primary and wouldn't necessarily appeal to liberals who feel strongly about issues such as Medicare for All. That said, her Senate record is unmistakably liberal. And then of course, number one is Kamala Harris. Says, There's a reason Harris tops many of these lists. She's perhaps the most logical choice. She's the only black woman serving as either a governor or a senator right now. Her presidential campaign flamed out after an early surge and given her background as a prosecutor, it is easy to see her playing the traditional VP role of attacking the opposition. At the same time, one person she attacked in rather personal terms during the primary was Biden whose past position on busing she vehemently criticized while comparing her own experience with the issue. The main criticism of her campaign was that it wasn't really about anything, and even on busing, her position didn't wind up being much different than what Biden's had been. Perhaps having her own message will be less of an issue, though, when she's running as part of a ticket. So there you go.
1: I just don't think she's a solid candidate. I think Amy's better, but whatever. Well, we shall see.
0: Well, what about you guys? Anything else you want to throw into this wrap up before we move on to
1: new nope. and different things? I think we're good. I think we literally wrapped it up.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to
1: say bye for now then. And we'll
0: start on something else. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple podcasts or Google play to rate, review and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, that's at A Wit Podcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at A Wit Podcast. And on Instagram, you can
1: find us at A Walk in the Park Podcast. We'd love to hear from you.